you know what they say? What happens in Vegas? It's nothing whatsoever to do with us again this year. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723 That's 1-833-322-9723 This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's a Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson with you as hosts of the Selling on eBay radio show here to make your eBay business fun and profitable. Sherry's a full-time eBay seller based over in Colorado. Doing mostly consignment work and running a little uh, sweatshop of uh, teenagers in her basement. <laughs> yeah, we're ramping up for summer. Yes. And <laughs> Philip sells high-end audio equipment on eBay and off. But his life as a recluse in the swamplands of Florida is being threatened by some visitors from eBay and hopefully you. Yes, we'll plug that later on. Stand by if you're in the Orlando, Tampa or Fort Lauderdale areas. We'll talk about that. Uh, But otherwise, let's uh, talk about what's going to come up in today's program. eBay open. We have the details at last. At last. And uh, Shari's been testing out, uh, as our entrepreneur here, the uh, new international (laughs) shipping program. And is going to give you the skinny on how that's going. And our old friend AI strikes again. And a good old eBay. They are making it yet again easier to bypass the description. We like that, don't we? Oh, yeah. It's very helpful with returns. And uh, FedEx is now being used for return labels, good or bad for sellers. Mm -hmm. And a special guest coming in, right? That's right. Mark Bayless right. joins us today. Very good. We'll hear from him a bit later on. And in the news, Sherry, this week. New shipping migrations underway. Uh, I had a buyer in France who said that they don't want to play uh, pay the customs dues. Oh, spoils me. I know. So they're just going to refuse it and leave it at customs. And I thought, ooh, this is in the new program. This is not my problem. I'll call eBay, and they said that I was right. It was not my problem. They would take care of it. And <laughs> the only thing it, it made clear was apparently maybe the buyer has an option to pay prepay the customs dues with eBay or to do it later because mm-hmm. they hadn't paid theirs. Well, so. I think in France, the cheaper items – eBay is required to collect, I guess it would be their VAT, because oh, yeah, VAT. they don't want to, give, they don't, they don't want to mess too. around with the small stuff. They've put the requirement out to the sender. Um, and it sounds like this was just over the threshold for that not to apply for eBay, and therefore it uh. would have fallen into the bucket of tax due upon receipt. So they would have got something from the local post office or whoever delivers it saying, you know, you owe us the 20, 20% VAT in France or 25, can't remember. Um, plus, presumably, some sort of administration fee. And it sounded like they, they were bent out of shape. They gave the, well, I wasn't expecting to pay that much kind of uh, response back to you, right? It was very simple. And I'm, that's why this is one of the reasons I'm so grateful for this new 
shipping program. Uh, moving on, other things in the news. I don't know if you've noticed on the feedback side of things, Sherry. I don't know how much you buy on eBay. Not, I do a lot of buying on eBay. I don't often get into the feedback thing. I think it's kind of a dead thing, but occasionally someone's upset me and I my, my, my mouse hovers over that ah. neutral and negative button and I try and think, well, I'd, I'd love to ding them, but that's going to bite me because when I buy from somebody or make an offer, they're going to check that out and no one's going to accept offers from me ah, if I'm a neg right. happy buyer. So, you know, right. it's, it's kind of... I do I do a drive by neg, which is sort of a positive with some poor scores, if anything. But anyway, oh, that's funny. so um, you're so complicated. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very complicating everything. Um, and I've seen now there's this thing to upload photos, uh, which is okay. We knew that was coming, and it says they may not appear for some time, or they may be appearing later. So what are they going to do? They stick them in a hopper somewhere and load them on later on, or someone's going to vet them and see what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Curious if you've had any experience of photos given or received. Uh, does that make a difference? I don't know. I, I think it's like anything. It depends on <laughs> the mindset of the person involved. Could be yeah. horrible. Could be really good. You never know. Uh, also, yes, another acquisition in eBay's uh, targets. Yeah. Yeah. So eBay acquired Certilago. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Certilogo? Certilogo, maybe. Yeah, that makes more sense. And uh, this is for apparel authentication i mean that's what search logo does so and they've not announced uh, the fact they're going to do apparel as a as a focus category we know they are because they're hiring people to work in new york in the new york hub to do it so uh, no great secret but uh, so that's just another piece of the jigsaw if you like us you'd like to put the puzzle together in your spare time uh, yeah. it must be getting close to them uh, therefore then uh, launching this thing yeah, this company, Serta Logo, lets brands, you know, like clothing manufacturers, add digital product IDs to their products so that customers can scan it and authenticate the item. Oh. I mean, this is really cool. I mm. really like this. I also hope, uh, well, I'm assuming eBay's doing this co to combat the uh, Shop Safe Act that's been looming and trying to get Could past. be a defensive play against that going bad. And yeah, then, then losing and it's the argument. A good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a. This is smart. Okay, so that was Sudi Logo. Uh, oh, you you like the AI stories? Um, now, <laughs> if you feel there's a, a certain amount of smugness coming out of your speaker, uh, do you remember we did a predictions for 2023 show at the beginning of the year? And I, I think one of us uh, suggested that this was going to be the year of AI assistance in the in the creation of listings. The one of us who's sounding smug right now. Yes, extremely <laughs> smug. And I think I even said, you know, there'll be a button in the listing that says, would you like AI to try and help you create this listing? Well, I, I'm told, and I haven't, I don't use the mobile app, but apparently certain people have been selected in the mobile app to have this particular experience, almost exactly as we predicted. And, wow. Um, uh, there's some well, thank examples. You for using the royal we. There. There's there's some examples of the stuff it produced, and you and I did some testing. Just just we didn't talk about it because I didn't really get to the point where I thought the test results were particularly attractive. Uh, plugging in some items that we were selling and just seeing what AI would come up with by way of description, and it's kind of puffy and wordy and not very additive. It just sort of. My adds, worst adds waffle around stuff and frankly I would rather just have the bullet points that you started off with rather than wool's a wonderful fabric and it keeps you warm and it's made from animals and blah blah Great blah for a cozy night on the couch that I sort mean, of come thing on. yeah I'd rather just have it's made of wool of this animal or something and that's all I need to know 
Uh, yeah, anyway, and that seems facts. to be what it happens with. So it's basically acting right now as a sort of, you know, a word count increaser without necessarily adding value. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where this goes. It could be because the best thing ever. people like to read, right? No. Uh, people like to feel they've written a good description. Um, right, but people don't like to read I know, yeah. that much, or they just don't read that much. Well, so anyway. It seems so a little odd. We'll see where this goes. I, I don't know. And, and I think it, it, it'll basically just die eventually because all the AI does is go off to the internet and look for things that are similar and try to figure out what, what's going on with similar things. And the first thing it's going to do is go off to eBay and say, here's a woolly jumper on eBay. And by the way, that's going to be written by someone else's AI. So it'll end up being AI feeding AI, and it'll just get more and more nonsensical to the point where people just give up, I think. Yeah, to eventually it's going to just call it a woolly mammoth. But you, it, what it does mean is you have to check your description and make I'm sure things are correct. Sure, there's somewhere, maybe in the individual flow or in general, that says I, I totally take accountability for the accuracy of the listing. And if something comes back as not being described, no, eBay's not going to refund me, you know, my out of pocket expenses if, if it was AI that got it wrong. So, anyway, watch out for that. And again, if you've had experience of this, I, we tried to we tried to get it to do it for us, and we couldn't yeah. we couldn't make it work. But maybe you know we're not in the uh, the super select set of people who get to play with this thing. If if you are, have a go. I mean, just just send us examples um, of what it produces, even if you don't care to use it for yourself. Just some screenshots be interesting. Well, then uh, see whether or not it's it's adding value. Um, you can get in touch if you want. Sell 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 dot online is the website. That's sell 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 dot online um and oh yes you were talking about people not reading descriptions right ebay is testing quick view mm. which goes okay from search to search view you could just purchase it directly without clicking into the listing so this could be an issue for one-of-a-kind items which is mostly what i sell yep. and I'm, a lot of us uh, mostly sell. I already have returns that occur because the person never clicked and looked at the description. And on the, you know, on the app, it's hard, kind of hard to find the description. You have to click see full description to see it. Well, with this new quick view, they won't even have to go into your listing at all. They can just go right from the search and purchase directly. So all right then uh yes fedex fedex our labels are now being used for returns so i should have looked to see how much i was charged because i just got a return this week oh right and i was sitting on the couch working i i try to work sitting on the couch so i don't feel like i'm working so i try to do that when i can anyway i saw fedex at the door and then run away and I couldn't even guess what he was doing. And then I found that it was a return item. Here's the returned item. I refunded them, but I don't see the charge for the shipping label. Sometimes I think you have to wait for that to show up. Yeah, they'll wait till the billing system at FedEx processes it, which could be a week or two. Okay. I, I wonder if that's going to be better than the post office. But you weren't asked. You weren't given the choice. You weren't said. Do no. you want to use UP, USPS or FedEx? 
No, I just got a notice that yeah. someone's returning an item. And this is the, this is my point of view, the nightmare scenario where eBay spends your money without even asking you first. And that's got to be, <laughs> that's got to be turned off, in my opinion. And you can, uh, sort of. Uh, you can't stop them accepting returns on your behalf. Annoying, annoying though it is. Even when the return isn't valid and the person could figure it out if they put their mind to it and... It shouldn't have bought it in the first place. It should have read the description. I know, I know. Well, the funny thing here, this this was a handbag, a very cheap one, so I don't mm -hmm. care. And they said on the return, it wasn't it, a crossbody unless you want it really tight. And I looked at my, there was nowhere in my listing that said it was a crossbody. So was that anyway, not as described ahead. or changed my mind? They must have changed their mind because... Oh, well, at least you don't get a defect. Yeah, so it, it it sounds like our, our super scientific uh, research here is it doesn't seem to be that they actually ask you which one you'd like to use. No, they eBay don't. knows best, as we all know, and will pick the one probably that makes them the most money, if I'm honest. But but whatever, uh, and that will cut the label uh, for that. Now I suspect the reason that this is happening after all these years of sellers saying why does everything have to go priority mail? Isn't that rather expensive? is the parts and accessories guaranteed fit program. Because now you've got, you know, vehicle subframes and half axles and suspension comparts and stuff ah. whizzing around the country in the reverse direction on eBay's dimes. eBay suddenly has woken up going, jeepers, if we send this stuff priority mail, it's going to cost a fortune. We need a second carrier. That steps in FedEx. So I suspect this is not just for our benefit. Uh, this is to try and stop eBay taking a bath on the Guaranteed Fit program, which they're, they're, they're talking about on every single opportunity. Um, and in a way, it's a good thing because, in theory, it could be a lot cheaper on a, on a big, heavy item. The If you want my advice, uh, get some control of it. And the way you do that is to set up the returns flow to require that you issue an RMA. It's one of the options. It's buried under my account. I think shipping preferences. Um, I get there via the general account setting, not via the sort of shipping thing in the hub. And there's a checkbox, and you can set that to, I want to issue an RMA. And what that will do, it'll put the brakes on the return. It won't stop them saying your return is approved, annoyingly, uh, but it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll put the brakes on at that point. It won't pick out the label it'll wait for you to do that so when that happens you'll get an email saying you know a return has been accepted automatically per ebay's policy you need to issue a label and then you get the ability to see what ebay is coming up with as a proposed label arrangement and then decide whether you accept that or do you for example go to pirate ship shop around for a better deal and upload the pdf from pirate ship instead and uh, I did experiment with this because before we said the old flow said a return has been accepted. If you choose to use an eBay label, it's going to cost you X. Do you want to do that? And they changed it. And it says the, the eBay cost does not appear on the first screen. They put it back to the second screen. So what you have to do is first of all saying, I want to have, I want to accept the return and use the eBay label. Go to the next screen, see what the price is. If you don't like that price and you can research it and, and shop around and get a better price, you can go back to the first screen and go, no, 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 I want to put my own label in. Thank you very much. You're overcharging. It just, it's just one of those, th those little things that is more complicated than it used to be 
that a bunch of very, very bright people went into a room with a whiteboard and came up with something that was worse than when they started the meeting in the first place. And I don't know why they do so much of this, but they are experts at doing that. All right. Well, that was the made-up news for this week. No real official eBay <laughs> news, so we came up with our own version. Hopefully next week will be a bit busier. Uh, other things going on lately. The other day we had uh, the eBay seller check-in call. We, we plugged that for you. Hopefully you were able to join too. Will you enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? Let yeah. me tell you the thing that I got out of it. Uh, I don't know if I enjoyed it. I'm sorry. People seemed happier. Okay, good. There People wasn't a little happier, less snarky. Good. Rebecca, oh, yeah, I, Rebecca you know seems I, Rebecca seems well well entrenched, I think, with the seller community. Yeah, Rebecca's wonderful. I love her. I don't read the chat because I don't like it when people get snarky. So bit. too bad I missed it's out the best bit. that they weren't being. But <laughs> even uh, I, the one thing that I gleaned from it that I'm excited about is that with offers, sending offers, eBay's working on having an option to select that eBay will automatically send an offer if someone later looks at or watches your item and qualifies um, and you've already sent an offer on that that day, that so, they'll automatically send them the same offer you sent earlier to other people. Okay. so does, You can choose that. Because that's one of the things, maybe I've, I'm missing the point, but one of the things that annoys me is that I'll, I'll look at something and I tend to buy and sell in, in, in very, very precise categories. So I can look at something I know exactly, given the seller's profile, what he's going to get for that item. And that's usually different from what he thinks he's going to get when he opens up the listing. So I'll put up what I think is a reasonable offer in that I'm more than happy to do. And I think it's very close to what he probably will sell it at. And he'll say, no, that's ridiculous. I'm going to get way more than that. And, and weeks will go by, and eventually I'll get an email saying, oh, the item just sold. And it was for less than the offer I originally put in. Ah. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I know it's difficult to sometimes track all these things, but really, you know, um, that's a lose-lose for everybody. <laughs> he loses, I lose, and eBay loses. This, this is a silly system. You know, it, it would be nice to, you know, if he says, he goes to the system and says, I want to change the price, and the thing would say, well, do you realize you, you, there's someone out there that uh, – be happy to pay that price. Do you want to send them another offer or, uh, you know, see if they're still interested oh, or something like that? that would be nice. That would but be that's good. weeks down the line. I know. It's a good, my I dream like, of mine. I like your idea, and I hope that you get to talk to the person who presented this. Uh, this is really what he said was, I know your time is so valuable and it takes you time to send offers. Well, I mean, I you can send them in bulk in a matter of seconds. But I like the idea that if someone else then looks at it that same day it sends them the same offer. I, I thought like they it. did that already. I thought there was an option to automatically, because I know I get, I, if I, when I buy something, there's this haggle bay thing, changes my process somewhat. And I don't, very rarely do I just buy something straight off the page. I quite often will put it onto my, my watch list and maybe into a cart to create the heavy browse trigger and then I'll sit pretty for a few hours because half the time the the seller will come back to me and make me an offer, even if there's no best offers enabled on the item. So I very rarely buy anything at the asking price. I wait for them to come to me. I think it's Smart. a dumb system, but whatever. That's the way it works. Um, what I would like to... Uh, I forgot where I was going with this, but I had another, 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 another... If I was king of eBay, I'd do this type of remark. A feature that would be good 
would be, okay, I've got tired of trying to sell this item. Find me a buyer. Ah, oh, I like that. You know, I'm prepared to go down to X or it, it, tell me what you think you could sell this for. And it would go out to people that, for example, have browsed on similar items, bought similar items in the past, maybe made offers to that or similar items in the past and said, hey, we've got this item, anonymous uh, seller, and make an offer or they would take X for it. Do you want to buy it? I like that. And that's, that's, that that's AI really working to everyone's advantage. Yeah. That, that now we're cooking with gas. Like, you know? There you go. <laughs> that we would don't be have useful. to talk to AI. I don't want to hear them talk. And I'm sure they charge an extra couple of percent, but there we are. That's okay. Uh, but oftentimes I think that's what happens. And this is kind of the thing I was talking about before is when when the seller suddenly hits reality and says, I've been plugging away for six months at this price, I'm not going to get it. Let's be realistic. What are my options? That's a good AI kind of question. Yeah, it is. Should I get a free I like shipping? It. Should I, you know, do this? Should I lower the price? Are there people out there that are that keep buying these things? This, what are the parameters that would make it happen? And can, by the way, can you do that for me? And maybe, yeah, you know, if someone's really hot for free shipping and that triggers them, we'll offer them free shipping. If someone else wants a ten percent coupon, we'll give them a ten percent coupon. You have to do the same thing for everybody. Yeah. I like it. Anyway, I think you sorry. should be. King I should be of in eBay charge for of eBay. a day for sure. You know, maybe I'll meet someone from eBay one of these days, and we'll we'll put that forward as one of my uh, my career propositions that I'll run that project for them. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there we go. I, I hope they on. take you up on it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, we were talking about the seller check-in call. Uh, sorry, and I, I totally uh, took took your subject away from you. So, oh. did you enjoy it? Apart from Rebecca having been well liked by the seller people, good time had by all. Uh, yeah, um, they talked about guaranteed fit for eBay mm -hmm. motors and parts, mm -hmm. and that you can. I liked seeing Adam Ireland on there. You like him, you right? Know. I like him a lot. He's a great. He's a really good guy. They talked again about making a good listing. Uh huh. They or did I imagine that? That one? might have been a breakout session. I, I did the. I was. I was joined you. I think on the recruitment session on the special sessions. Yes, I was on hiring help. And it's funny because that was a breakout session. I really liked the gal. She was mm -hmm. very organized. I don't do it at all the way she does it. it right. So I did find that funny. It was a good presentation. She was very fluent. She obviously presented on this subject before, I think. And she was able to wrangle the stuff coming in via the questions in the chat and give a coherent delivery yeah. to camera of good material uh and that is no easy feat so she got yeah, marks she for that she did a great job Very the only good. thing I, I felt and, and maybe it's expectations I, I felt the special source recipe wasn't necessarily shared in its entirety it was kind of background briefing i was hoping that you know this is where i advertise this is kind of how i set a salary this is the kind of ads i write this is how i do an interview these are the criteria i look for this is the kind of person you know it the nitty-gritty of, of of hiring someone which i thought was the subject on the card but it was kind of a bit more about the generics of of having people work for you it was more like storyboard like yeah letting go of the control and which I think by the fact we were in that room, we were probably already conceptually taken that leap. I thought we were there for perhaps a bit more specific, but maybe the brief they gave her was not that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. She was talking about maybe making a video of yourself, 
uh, doing the jobs to have them watch videos. I'm like, oh no, I put them right on the job immediately. I thought that was quite a decent idea. I do. wouldn't have thought of sort of filming myself and said, take a second, watch this. If I'm not here, it will show you what you need to do. That struck me as maybe after you've, you've gone through the first 16 people, having the video will be a refreshing way of getting just showing them how to do it without having to go through the whole thing every single time. Yeah, well, what I do is uh, I show someone and then I get tired of showing them and then someone else is there yes. and I say, hey, go show him how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I listen while I'm working and then mm -hmm. I chime in. Very good. So that okay. was good. Um, people said they were getting choppy video. I didn't have a problem, at least in terms of the main presentations. That was coming through to me okay, so I don't know what, what was going on there. Um, yeah. The breakout rooms were kind of interesting. Are you talking about the networking Sorry, networking rooms. rooms. Yes. Yeah, the networking rooms. I, I think you know I, I don't complain. I love <laughs> eBay so much. And this was out of their control, but it was fairly disastrous. My networking room was sourcing to get higher price items. Anyway, I wasn't able to sign in. Finally, I signed in. I felt like the biggest flake being mm. that I'm running my own room. Mm -hmm. Finally, I get in there and there were 20 people. In and you couldn't room. get in the room ahead of time. It's locked out until they shut down the previous session. You know, what, I was Philip, hoping I they were going to know that, and that makes me feel better. Well, no, well, yeah, because I, I, I was looking looking for the the rooms, thinking, well, there's five minutes to run on the on the 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 the, 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 hi <clears throat> the hiring gal. <clears throat> I'm going to break away from this and try and get into my room because I know it's not going to be as simple as they told us in the briefing. And I need some extra time, and I, I didn't seem able to find it. But maybe I was looking in the wrong place. But that anyway. I so. couldn't find mine half the time. Like, I okay, that might have been part of the problem. I know we don't talk about glitches too much, um, but when even during the time when I clicked on networking room, it that wasn't working. That was part of my not getting in. Finally, I got in, and finally I got audio and video, but I was unable to give audio and video to anyone else, yeah. which we're supposed to be able to yeah. do. There were some super nice people in my room that we communicated through the chat. Just, just if you haven't, because <laughs> you probably have no idea what a crazy, a crazy world the, uh, the networking rooms are uh, for the people that have to supposedly host those things. Um, the idea is you could have six people interacting with you or a total of six people on screen with sound and vision at one time. I guess that's to manage the load on the servers or something. And you've got a bunch of people in the on the people list. And the mission is to try and get them from the people list onto the screen. And there's some convoluted process, which was broken on the day. So everybody's stuck in the people thing and you're trying to work out what's going on. Is it you? Is it the system? There's messages coming through saying, well, there's a hidden blue button that isn't turning up and you've got to hover your mouse here. And you're trying to talk to people like you're not a total idiot. And it's just it's just very stressful. Forty-five yeah. minutes. I felt like an absolute idiot. I mean, I'm used to floundering and finding my way around, but I just talked about what I had wanted anyway. to share. We're, we're not here to complain. We, we, we should press okay. on because we want to get on and talk about eBay Open okay. before we have our guest on because that's yeah. uh, important. Uh, so, yes, we finally – and I think we, we kind of told you what was going on with the eBay Open. We, we, we said the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday back in September. So it is indeed the 26th to 28th of September. The – what are they calling it? Like a pre-event of some sort. I forget that what the title is. Is on the Monday, the 15th. So it's on the – first day of the week uh, rather than the sort of the final uh, sort of keynote 
Uh, it, I, Monday the 15th? Or well, sorry, the 25th. The 25th. Sorry, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm getting my wires crossed here. So the, the 25th is the Monday. Uh, the piece of paper I was given said 5 to 8 p.m. And given that there's no, to the best of my knowledge, there's no, there's no live feed coming out of San Jose to that. It's a strictly local event. They may just be setting the timing up uh, according to the local time zone. Uh, so I would expect three hours in the evening, wherever you are at those things. Um, there are four locations, again, so Chicago, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Philadelphia. No particular reason other than they didn't use those places last time, and they're obviously big places. Um, they just wanted to not duplicate last year's choices to give it a, you know, to rotate things around a little bit. Um, um, They've said that they will still encourage seller watch parties. I'm not sure. I haven't got any more detail on that. I think they're going to try and steer those towards the Monday. I suspect that the sellers may be more interested in doing it one of the other days when there's actually something going on the screen, but I could be wrong about that. I don't suppose they care. You can do whatever you like. They're not organizing them. Um, what else did they say, Sherry, about the thing? They did, they did plug the fact that they were going to have more seller presentations. That's something that uh, has always uh-huh. got good good reviews. Your good oh, self-included, well. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I mean, from last year. But I, I can't wait to see who the We'll find out, yes. We'll see who they've been picking. Time. I've got one or two uh, ideas as to some people that might be involved. But uh, we will see if that's correct in due course. Um I uh, the rumblings are that the, the I think there were like how many people presented was it six people six sellers in the presentation last time I think so uh, that you were with I believe that's doubling to nearer to twelve this year oh. so they've definitely taken that feedback wow. on board I yeah. wonder if they're all different people from um, last year no ah oh. I'm told no there's one or two dupes wow well I wasn't one of them okay oh, I'll well. get over it okay. go ahead all right. Has that covered everything? I think that's good. Now, let, shall we talk yes. about our guest? Yes, please. Who, who's okay. our guest? And uh, Our guest yes. this week is Mark Bayless. He's been selling on eBay since 2003 and became a full-time reseller, well, in 2018 after buying a house with his wife and children hmm. in Oregon where... He quit his full-time gig to help with the kids, Mm -hmm. and it seemed to work very well um, because he went full-time after that. And uh, his eBay store is Dr. Flock's General Store. Mm -hmm. So you can take a look. He's got a really nice uh, header there, picture of a vintage car hood. Um, And he came up about his first really big deal. And this is what transformed his business by way of an introduction from his wife. My wife's a real estate agent and this guy was in our local town was looking for an estate sale dealer and somehow got my wife's phone number. And, and he, and she was like, well, I'm not an estate dealer, but my husband likes to buy and sell stuff. And he's like, yeah, I got a lot of hot rod parts and old Ford parts and cars and stuff. And uh, I got like a private viewing of his garage that he was losing, basically, because he couldn't afford the rent anymore. And it was just uh-huh. this, it was like a giant junkyard full of car parts and car projects that were never finished. Uh, 
vehicles and engines on blocks and transmissions and totally out of my wheelhouse. But uh, I was there and I was the only one there to, to oh, look at it. Yes. And uh, I don't know what came, I just was like, what do you want for all of it? <laughs> you know, and I, I don't yes. know. I expected him to come up, come back with this ridiculous number. And I was just going to like, all right, see ya. But uh-huh. the number was from what it had showed me. I was like this. I should maybe do this. Of course, I had to go home and make sure it was OK <laughs> that I yeah. went through with something like this because it was going to be money that, you know, came out of our savings or whatever. And out of interest, how how far away from your normal area of activities was this inventory? Was it stuff you had no idea whatsoever about, or you maybe half of it you understood and half would be speculative? I understood it a bit. I come from the car parts. My dad's been in the car business his whole life and also buys and sells cool old cars and fixes them up. But I was never into it, but I was always around it. Other friends that had cars. and I mean, this was like... If you ever seen that show American Pickers, it's like walking into one of those type of places with the cars yeah. and er- junk everywhere, and uh, and it was close by to my house too. So oh, good. Uh, about seven miles away. So uh, the number he came up with was uh, I thought doable, but of course I was like I don't know if I can do this. I'd never spent that much money on a resale inventory before. I'd always been really you know, lowballing, finding really free and very cheap low deals. But this was like a one-time sort of uh, opportunity, I guess. So Yeah. Can you give us like a hint or a ballpark of how much it was? Uh, I'll just, it was 10 grand. I but, noticed uh, that the banner on your store is uh, at the front of a car, of an old car. Is that from that collection? Yes. Yeah. That's I love a, that. 1951 Jeepster, which I had one of the cars that was, you know, all the cars were like a shell of a car, you know, nothing ran. Everything was just like uh, just parts or just like a shell. But uh-huh. people still people still want that stuff. And, and oh, yeah, you know, constantly building cars. And, you know, uh, I just like went. I had I had to put like question marks out to people like I think I know what this is but you probably do you know and put a price on yeah. it and, uh, people come by I had to do a lot of local stuff or local pickup because okay. stuff's huge but uh, a lot of stuff was on eBay as well and um, and then all the small parts then that was a whole the the you know the icing on top is like all the stuff that you did were just in boxes. Um, just figuring out what it is. And then, you know, these little parts could be worth, you know, $800 or something like that. Uh, yeah. So, Do you yeah. know what it, what you have netted from this? Not exactly because it's been over, you know, over two years now. Uh-huh. So it's mixed in with the, the, the 21, 22 and 23. Yeah. I, but I, I know it's been like, you know, I've, uh, I think like sixty something at this point. It's pretty good. good. For you. I mean, I, I think this so. is something that some of us run across from time to time. You, you go after one item or something, and you get talking to someone, and it, the conversation kind of goes around to, well, could you take quite a bit of this stuff, and then, well, what about all of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Is there any advice based upon your experiences that you would give to someone who's got one of these sort of, well, throw out a number, take everything kind of deals on the table? Well, you got to have a place to put it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 a hard thing. It, it depends on the person. I mean, uh, this just fell into my lap, that one. But, like, the other one I did recently was, like, something, a, a case where I, you know, some guy was getting out of eBay, and I basically bought his store and his inventory. Oh, okay. And and, and he had everything, like most of the stuff was all labeled and uh, inventory. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I was able to go into his store and look at what he had, and get a figure on what he, you know, was trying to sell things for and the mistakes he had, he was kind of making. Uh-huh. And um, and How it was did also you find so- him. Um, it was someone that just posted in one of the, uh, like a Facebook group, like oh, an eBay good, Facebook yeah. group. And he just said, anyone in Oregon, uh, you know, want to buy my eBay inventory and store inventory because I'm getting out of the business. That's and, great. Yeah. I mean, that's and, a good example about being connected or, you know, being involved in some groups. So you get, yeah, yeah. Hear about and, things uh, word of mouth. Yeah. It was like, if three-hour drive you know i had to rent a box truck and drive through the mountains and uh but um basically just he had a storage unit and we you know emptied it out and it was it was more a lot a lot more car parts too (laughs) i kind of went down that road again uh different car parts mostly van parts but uh yeah that's been working out that's great. Out of interest, so, uh, just again, if you're dealing with someone who is thinking about one of these kind of deals, what sort of risk multiple do you think is is reasonable? I think you said you got about a six six times return on on the stuff that you bought. Is that kind of where you'd normally try and aim it? Would would you be happy with three? Because I mean, there's always so many unknowns when you go into one of these deals. Oh yes. Yeah. You know, the the boxes maybe someone else's junk out that's already been picked over and things that you can't really yeah. tell till you get into it. Well, do you have a sort I, of I think a, the, a multiple in mind that would be your minimum? I and, think the the three times, yeah, yeah, at least double too. I mean, it just depends yeah. on what it is and how big it is. How you know where are you going to put it? If it's really small stuff, which I'd love to do soon, next time, mm-hmm. <laughs> just find a lot of really small things. Um, that's different, you know. But when you have a lot of big items, yeah, you want to get more money because. Uh, you know, you've got to house that stuff and move it around, and you, you got to put a lot of sweat into it. Yeah. Um, it's it's depends on what you want to deal with, what you can deal with. Um, I have enough property here where I have some some outbuildings and things like that where I can put some dirty, greasy car part stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, engines and things like that. Sounds like but, the ideal uh, eBay establishment you're living in. Because- most of yes. us would like to have endless uh, storage facilities on site where you can just uh, put your uh, your death piles in. Uh, yeah, to an extent, you know, the stuff I put outside, unfortunately, has to be sort of uh, mice. Not there's a mice issue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. The you know they're not like um, you know the type of buildings that are all you know uh, sure. clean and everything, but um, uh, but you can put rusty junk in there for sure yeah that <laughs> I, makes sense i keep you know all the small things and all the everything i list mostly in in my house in storage uh, yeah so have you thought about 
okay, how can I duplicate? How can I replicate this and have another? I mean, do you want that? And do you want more deals like this and thought about how to make it happen again? Um, I kind of like what I did more recently where it was a more controlled environment but you you know it depends on what's out there like i said i'd love to get into something a little smaller for a little while uh-huh. uh i do like you know dealing with smalls i mean but i had a lot of car parts that are small and, and you make a lot of you know a lot of money on just the car parts themselves and doing the research and looking at part numbers and uh and you know you can make as much money on you know 10 car parts as you can on just a big hunk of metal that's really hard to ship. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm getting to that point where I'm starting to look for a deal. I also picked up, um, I didn't pay a lot for it, but a bunch of jukebox parts recently. Oh. And I've been, I've been dealing with that, and that's been really good. Um, just, you know, another venue, different part numbers, kind of something else to dive into, but... Um, yeah, I'm hoping to clear out some stuff before I start looking seriously, but it's going to happen soon. Are you making your what you need to make? Uh, most of the time, I would, some weeks. You know, I don't know how you guys feel about up and down sales with eBay, but you know, things can be really consistent, and then all of a sudden, there's this weird drop off. Yeah, and then like the last week, this yeah, week. yeah. For me, I think it might be graduation. Maybe I had or it's two because I was gone for a week. I, had, I don't go ahead. I, I was just going to say I had the last two weeks. Um, I had two like it, it really slowed down after a really good a- April and early May. And then I had two days where like sales just two days out of each week that sales like tripled and it oh, was wow. all random items in one day. And then everything just dropped off again. It was just like. I don't understand how that happens. Is everyone happy that day? Or is everyone <laughs> get good news that day? It was like a Wednesday and a Thursday of each week. What? Those are yeah. usually so slow for me. And I was That's like, so I, funny. I, I don't understand it. I don't, uh, uh, I know this, there's a lot of stuff with like, people talk about the algorithm and, you know, feeding the beast, you know, like listing and not listing. And, and I try all these things, you know, sales and stuff, but... I surely like it when it's consistent. <laughs> I think all yeah. of us do. Yeah. Yeah, so, me too. Uh, I was going to ask. It sounds like you know, with the the jukeboxes and the car parts and stuff, you've kind of, for whatever reason, gone into a couple of areas of specialism. Is that something that you think works better from a business perspective than being more general? Do you find you can maybe get a better price or become more efficient because you're dealing with one particular opportunity rather than being broad brush? I think when you can flood a category with a bunch of quality items, you know, that people are, you know, need or interested in, or they need to fix things or whatever. If you flood a category all of a sudden, and it's usually someone else that's already flooded it, you know, there's another jukebox guy that's got, you know, 2000 listings. But Mm -hmm. if you can throw in a bunch of parts that he doesn't have and these, these people also see the other parts that you have and the, mm-hmm. um, and they start putting them together. And the same thing with the car parts. It's it, You end up getting some more um, repeat customers and people want to buy multiple items. So, Yeah, I love that, that, getting the repeat customers. I had someone who said, 
I've bought from you before. You've sent me a coupon. Can I have that percentage off of this? But I mean, it really is great getting people who come back and who get to know you. Well, thank you so much for being here. Is there any like words of advice yeah, you'd any, like any to leave? Super duper profit making tips that you could uh, you th think would be generally useful to people? Oh, well, I think Cherry just mentioned like, you know, finding multiples of the same type of items. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're building that store and you're also, you know, the listing process is so easy once you do one and you just multiples. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if they're slightly different and you have to describe the condition as slightly different on each one. I mean, the listing's so much easier. And then you're getting these repeat customers as well at the same time. Um, yeah, it, that's that's been the, how I've been able to build up my store the most the last couple of years. That's great. And do you have a website, by the way? I know you have your eBay store. Do you have a website? No, I just have the eBay. Just... You know, just, you know, me with, you know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I do have to use other platforms you know, to sell locally, you know, like Facebook yeah. and Craigslist to sell like the, the giant The big, greasy, and, unnameable yeah, things. Yeah. And the, yeah, there's lots of old guys, you know, that still use Craigslist, you know, to find parts and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I sell big things that aren't worth the freight on uh, Craigslist and Facebook yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, not willingly, but I still do it. Yeah. Well, it's been so fun to have you here, and I'd love to have you back. And thank you for all your contributions. Oh, no problem. Thank you. And if you'd like to be a guest on the program, please get in touch. We'd love to have you take part. Uh, you can find out all the details at uh, our little website. That's www.sellsellsell. Dot online, sell, 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 dot online to be a guest or indeed uh, give us any other feedback that you'd like to do so. And uh, that's uh, pretty much it for this week's edition of the program. Uh, just a, a couple of things for the diary, Sherry. Uh, those of us here in Florida, you're probably sick of hearing about this. Uh, we've got eBay coming to town on the, uh, the middle of June, Tampa the 12th of June. This is uh, Brian Burke and his merry men. Orlando uh, here, something I'm organizing, 13th of June and uh, 14th of June in Fort Lauderdale. You can find out all about those events at the uh, eBay Seller Events site. That's uh, sellerevents.ebay.com. Sellerevents.ebay.com for that. Uh, in Orlando, we'll be meeting at uh, the Bar Louie. Fantastic happy hour Tuesday night. Craft burgers, half price, half price flatbread, $6 glasses of wine. The whole works. So check that out, sellerevents.ebay.com. Uh, and uh, also in the diary, I suppose, Sherry, we should get people to begin to plan to be at eBay Open 26th to 28th of September. And uh, as far as I know, the uh, formal reservations start on the 1st of August, but they might have sent you an email to sign up for a, an earlier registration, maybe a day early. So look out for that. Philip Jackson saying thanks very much indeed for your time. Thank you so much for joining us.